Welcome to this episode of the Crazy Locals Podcast. We're gonna talk about the MK Ultra. The Casper Control. Is the mind controlling ya? So hang on to your fucking seats because it's gonna get crazy. Mm, that's a trick dick greasy, yeah. We earn our NSFW rating. We're proud to bring you unedited, unfiltered content. That said, if you're a snowflake or a sensitive type, you might get offended. We support everyone's right to speak freely and put forth thoughts unmuzzled. So enjoy the show, but if you're not 18 or around someone who might not need to hear our thoughts, wear your headphones or find a nice little church program to listen to. Stay greasy. Season two of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. I'm Jimbo and Jay Bone. Yeah, buddy. Time to control your mind. Control that mind. A little bit of that MK Ultra Light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miller High Life, more like MK Ultra Life. That's right. Let's crack this caffeine open. Let's get it. Ooh. Cheers, Cheers, bud. Cheers, knucklehead. That's right. <sighs> so, real quick, before we start, I just wanted to acknowledge everyone who's listened to this at one point or another, somewhere along their their journey through life. Just like um, we talked about earlier, you noticed too. That we are over 500 plays. Yeah. I feel like that's, we even got a you know, little message from Spotify, a little milestone. Mm-hmm. But you just pointed out a good a good point that that we've been listened to in over 14. I say it like over 14, but really like 14, 14 countries. countries. Yeah. That's crazy. It Fucking Haiti. Uh, I think Nigeria's in there. Like yeah. Switzerland, India. All these crazy like <laughs> off-the-wall spots that I never thought... People from that walk of life would be like, let's listen to these two idiots talk about random shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, thanks to everybody who's listened. I don't know how to say that. I mean, I guess I could say, like, Danke. I know how to say that. Thanks for listening to us in Germany. (laughs) We might have to look up, like, how you say thank you in each country that we're in. That'd be cool. We'll throw that in as a little little extra. A little extra little bite, a little nibble. A little bit. Maybe Maybe it'll, like draw you in a little further in your mind like a little bit of control you're like oh these guys speak a little bit of my language I'm gonna listen to them more they're not understanding dick all yeah. we say until yeah. we say that one word right and they're like hey there we go yeah yeah and saying over 14 is probably something a lot of people said to try not to go to jail but i'm glad i get to use it <laughs> in this context oh so, man so what did you find out bro that all right <clears throat> I think everybody at this point knows about MKUltra. Um, I don't know how much they know because I found out a lot more shit that I didn't know, you just, know about. But I knew about MKUltra. We've referenced it a bunch of times in this podcast. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it to you that, like, I thought I knew about MKUltra. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Saucy. I like it. Ernie. I knew what I I knew I know what I've heard before, you know, the, the reference to like the CIA and government programs and L S D and you know the basics. But yeah. 
one of the things that really blew my mind was how many different names it had along the way to becoming yeah. MK Ultra. So. And what I didn't know, so I thought, all right, we'll go off of what we thought before running headfirst into this fucking wall of the CIA. Sounds good. I thought MK Ultra was just a you know, or a little thing ran by the CIA, dope up some Johns, you know, see how they react. It goes so much further than that. Like, I didn't know that it was in Canada and the U.S. And the doctor running the ship was in charge of like psychology, the Embassy of Psychology or whatever. For Canada, America, and the fucking world. Like, he was in charge of literally the world's psychology doctor was him, plus America and Canada. It was fucking... This guy was, like, head shit. So when people talk about, yeah, well, we trust the government and stuff like that. Uh, and when they openly come out and be like, yeah, man, we drugged up. You know what? We don't even know how many of you motherfuckers. Like, we just threw shit into the air, we threw it in water, we did all this other stuff, like, there's no telling how many of you we actually got, you know? Well, I thought, too, you know, like, I, I didn't I didn't think that Timothy Leary, like, discovered and invented LSD, right? But the guy who did, Albert Hoffman, I'm sure you heard about him mm -hmm. in your wanderings, I didn't know that he was, like, a Swiss guy at a fucking chemical laboratory. And that what was the guy's name that started following his research? Something green. can't remember the guy's name. The guy that really, like, started to propose the mind control program to the U.S. government. He's, like, a general or something. His last name was Green. I know that. But he started, he started checking this guy out, like, fucking, just like, oh, this might be useful to make people tell the truth. Oh, I'm getting too far, though. You wanted to go yeah, into what we thought we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you think? So I thought that it was like I thought that it was like a government. I really, I really thought from what I've listened to, that it was just like a government program, or like you said, they were they were finding guys, like in whorehouses to yeah. dose them and see what would happen, like just but just out of nowhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I didn't, I never knew where the LSD came from because that's when I found out Timothy Leary came later. Yeah, I never knew where the LSD came from. I just thought like, all right, these guys they got their hands on some LSD and they were like, shit's awesome. Let's see if we can give it to some people steal them away and just ask them a bunch of questions and see if we can get them to like admit to things or or program them with like uh key or uh, not keywords or they like activating words yeah, yeah, yeah. you know but keywords pretty much like make them go off the handle or something like that and like That's some dude was some dude was coming home from the whorehouse to his used probably his wife back then because most people were married back then but like he was coming home just like how's your day honey and he was like like i don't know yeah, like that's what I thought it was just a mysterious government snatching people program. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought. Just and the I'm, basics. I figured like, you know, I don't know. This shit goes deep. Like the amount of stuff that they were doing, not only in America, but the uh, it was a psych ward up in Canada. I didn't. It was like Amber. I think it was Amber Lynn or some some shit like that. Amber Lamps. Amber Lamps! Somebody call Amber Lamps! But Who is Amber Lamps? It was a... Uh, fuck. I can't remember. But it was a hospital up in Canada. And this Dr. Cameron Feller, right? Mm -hmm. Who was doing the MK Ultra shit, was like, Oh, you're going through some uh, postpartum depression? 
that's fine. We can cure you. You know, was it the Allen Memorial Institute in Montreal? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, Doctor Donald Ewan Cameron. Yep. Yeah. That motherfucker, dude. He's he's twisted. So, so just like anybody, like postpartum is hard for normal doctors to treat. You know. Yeah. Like, but for somebody that's running with this program and like trying to tweak the minds and shit like that, because what what had happened was yeah. is these people that were Americans over in Russia came back and they were like Marxists now, you know, like communists. Yeah. And they were like teaching like propaganda from communist Russia and everything. And the government's like, whoa, like instead of thinking these guys have been over there listening to this play on repeat right. over the megaphones for fucking yeah, couple say years. anything to get out of there. It's like, instead of thinking that way, they go... The Russians had to be able to control their minds and make them believe communism is good. So they were like, one of the doctors said, you know, we, we could probably uh, control people just like the Russians, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, here's $26 million. Have about it. Like, figure that shit out. So, so like, something I just ran across was saying, that like, that, that method that was getting those people to, to kind of like switch over like that. It was called psychic driving. Yeah. So it was, uh, they were listening to tape messages played on a loop for sometimes as long as 16 hours a day. And they would, so one of the ladies that came forward and she was like, they would inject you with insulin when you got there and send you into a diabetic coma. Yeah. And they said sometimes up to like 40 days you'd be in this coma. Yeah. And while you're asleep they call it like forcing sleep or something like that while you were asleep they would play those tapes on repeat yeah it said upwards of 500,000 times yeah the longest case was 86 days that is nuts <laughs> nuts like you and it was crazy because they would go in there normal person and everything just suffering with depression or anxiety help. or so some, like some schizophrenia maybe yeah just like hey i'm reaching out <clears throat> i've hit my breaking point and they're like don't worry bud yeah here's a shot of insulin for you and then they said the messages would be like your mom hates you and they would play that on repeat for like two they said anywhere from 250 to 500,000 times yeah on a loop I've got, I've got that the cycle was 10 days of negative followed by 10 days of positive. Yeah. But like, back and forth. And they would come out of that and be like, <laughs> a totally different fucking person. Like, one of the ladies that went in there came out, and she said her mom going in there, she was depressed, but she would still, like, smile and laugh and try and joke around and stuff. But she just got too down, you know? So she went to the doctor for help and came out of there, and she said she never smiled again. Like, she never even... Like, she was always paranoid and looking over her shoulder and shit like that. Like, yeah. they said that the flight or the fight or flight response was always triggered yeah. after that. Like, she was just fucking cracked out. Just always you know? on edge. Yeah. Yeah, they said that some, uh, they also, in that Canadian place, they were using LSD and uh, electroshock therapy up 75 times normal intensity. Like, this dude was just like, basically, I feel like, they call it like phase shocking or something like that. <laughs> he was 
Oh, and they were putting in sensory deprivation chambers, all kinds of shit, but unable to stand, walk, or in some cases control their bowels. And he just like, I feel like this dude just took it too far. Like, he wanted to see exactly what, not not what he could get, no, no, not what he could get away with, but. <laughs> no, 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 not, not. But what he could, like, what they could stand. Like, before you yeah. mentally break somebody. Because I even read that some of the people couldn't remember anything before the treatment. Like, their memories. Like, that was one of the things they were trying to do. They thought if they could wipe all your memories away mm-hmm. and start you over, that's kind of like, basically like, uh, not not unlike basic training where they break you all the way down and then build you back up. They don't erase your memories, you know, or electroshock, obviously, yeah. but they fucking, you know, they they almost dehumanize you. Yeah. Make you a piece of shit. And then they teach you all your values and cores and all that stuff. I feel like it was that, but he was like, no, I want to wipe the slate clean and then... I don't want them to remember how to brush their fucking right. teeth. Like, I and mean, that's what he did to some of them. He said, like, <clears throat> when the studies came out... There were some that couldn't walk anymore. Like you said, like they were crawling around like a kid. They couldn't talk. They were drooling on themselves. As I said, they, he would shock them with 75 times the normal, like acceptable amount at that period of time. Then he would dose them with enough LSD, they said, to take down like an elephant or to yeah. make an elephant see like diamonds and shit yeah. like that. Like it was way too much LSD. Right. Well, he's doing 75 times the recommended shock therapy, which yeah. any shock therapy doesn't sound too recommended to me. Like, and they said shock the shit out of you. A lot of times, like, during that shocking process, they would go unconscious for weeks at a time. Like, <laughs> you would shock the shit out of them and they would just fucking uh, almost flatline. Yeah. And then just stay under for like two weeks and come back out and he'd be like, hey, here's fucking... A thousand hits of fucking LSD. What's fucked up is like all this MK Ultra stuff always gets pushed back to the American military, right? Yeah. But Canada do Canada was doing some fucked up shit in this time. Like that dude, that Donald Ewan Cameron guy. Yeah. The CIA was was giving him money through the organization called the Society for the Investigation of Human Ecology. Yeah. Like that sounds legit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this guy's doing some great work. We're yeah. just gonna give him a little bit a little grant, you know? Well, like I said, he's in charge of their embassy, America's embassy, and the world embassy of, like, health or whatever. Yeah. Like, he was top shit. So, it's like Fauci coming out, you know, when he was top shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was shit, but yeah. he was, like, the number one doctor. There was no other doctors in the world right. at that time, you know. But it'd be like him coming out and then being like, oh, by the way, he's got fucking all these little side projects going on and he's running all these experiments on people's minds and shocking people 75 times the you know daily yeah. dose of recommended shocks <laughs> which is not much because I've grabbed an electric fence a few times in my life yeah and been shocked with cattle prods and tasers and stuff like that I've had an electric fence on the nuts yeah so me and my buddy were playing basketball and their basketball goal was set up right next to their like fence of course area. It's the best place for it. It is. I mean, it was probably 30 feet from the goal, right. you know, but basketballs don't go where you want them to yeah. all the time. So, it went on the, the other side of the fence. Yeah. Close. And it was like, <clears throat> it was probably two feet on the other side of this fence. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just lean through. And it was a little three-strand yeah, yeah. electric fence. I just leaned through, reached, reached, and I just didn't have enough. So I accidentally like sat down just a little bit. Were you wearing gym shorts or jeans? Man, this happened when I was like 
eight, yeah. nine. But man, I I took a shock to yeah. the nuts. Like I instantly jumped back, didn't grab the basketball, laid down <laughs> on the ground. I was like, yeah, you know that high pitch. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. It's like fuck that basketball. Yeah. So I never I never like directly touched my genitals to an electric fence, but I peed on one before. You know, just because I was an idiot when I was younger, and like just to try it, yeah, to see if I it grabbed them with my hands. Like we used to do this thing when I was when I was a lot younger, probably like ten, where like my my buddies would be at the house, you know, yeah. my five or six friends that always came over, and when we'd camp out and shit. So we did this thing where one of us would grab the electric fence, but we'd already already be holding onto each other's wrists or arms or whatever, yeah. holding hands. So what <laughs> skipping through the meadow but somebody would grab the fence and because there were so many of us it was like dissipated yeah it didn't hurt that bad it just kind of like it was almost like a trip yeah. you know it's like a, you know the drugs you do when you're a kid like you're smoking rabbit tobacco and dumb shit like that yeah. so anyways one of my buddies was on the end one day and i was holding the fence and there was the barn was right beside us and there was a metal rain gutter but not mm. like a not like one of the new nice rain gutters like one of those old like fucking real metal yeah. rain gutter yeah that could stand up to like hurricane winds <laughs> yeah. the barn will fall broke. down but your rain gutter will still be standing he reached out and touched that rain gutter and it grounded all of us right <laughs> and <laughs> it was like you remember that kid got blown off the fence in jurassic park yeah that's what it was like dude it hurt so it felt like somebody hit me in the face with a board like or a brick or something <laughs> But it just blew it like it it jerked real hard once or twice and then it just blew us all across the like grass you know yeah i think it almost killed us but it was like all of us all five of us grounded all at once and it was just like hah, hah, and it shot us across <laughs> the grass but so shot therapy i can't imagine yeah especially Those like things on your temples yeah and then he, he would like pupils. strap people into chairs <laughs> and he would rig up football helmets where they had little earpieces on the inside yeah and just force you to listen to like you're a piece of shit for two weeks at a time you know and they wouldn't be able to move they'd be stuck there that's my thing like i would rather be killed than to be held mobilized yeah just like straight jacket yeah. fuck that yeah i'm not fuck claustrophobic that. really like i don't like tight spaces but i can deal with them yeah but being like handcuffed and stuff i hate that shit yeah i'll, yeah. I'll have a cop I mean, shoot me nobody likes fucking it, but... You know, throw them in a straight jacket. It'd be jacket. fun to do that now to somebody, to, like, tie them down with something and just put speakers playing that Tool song where they're talking about baking the cake in yeah. German, you know, Unaya, Klaia, you know, <laughs> But so, that'd be pretty cool. So I was going to tell you, like, my aunt, she was a super sweet lady. So when it came to, you know, anything that the animals were going to get into, she mm -hmm. wanted to know how bad it was. So mm -hmm. as soon as we put up the electric fence over at their place, they had... 30 cows or something over there she wanted to know all right if these cows lean up against it how bad is it going to hurt them because yeah. she she didn't want it to like hurt like shit she just wanted it to shock them yeah. you know so she's like you want to go test it like fuck yeah let's go test it so we turned it on and you could see the little light blinking yep beat beat we just grabbed a hold of it man that shit locked up both wrists <laughs> And luckily it goes in pulses. Yeah, yeah, you know, so you can let go. Yeah, but I like full on fucking cerebral palsy. Grabbed that shit. Ah! And my aunt is probably four foot tall, like eighty pounds. Like yeah. she's nothing. She's breaking off the ground. Yeah, she's just like <laughs> both of our elbows shot up in there. Her whole, body, her whole body just turned into a fist. <laughs> so, so my stepdad when I was growing up, he was kind of a sadist. I think really, like at heart. Yeah, I think he was. 
we had a dog that would kill turkeys because we always had wild turkeys everywhere. Yeah. Right? Like he would he would get wild turkeys and then you know you raise them on the farm they'll stay around there. Mm-hmm. Right. The worst part is like rednecks try to shoot them out of your barnyard all the time. But we had a dog that would kill them. So his fix for this was he got one of the dead turkeys and he wired it to the electric fence. Mm. And that was how he fixed that fucking dog from killing turkeys. <laughs> and I remember that he did it and he plugged the fence in and it was like, all we were missing was popcorn. Like he didn't plug it in and then just forget about it. Like the dog will figure it out. He plugged it in and then like sat me down with him and was like, we're going to watch this. You know, like, <laughs> this is going to be amazing. And that dog fucking snuck up on that turkey dude, like kind of low crawled up on there took off bit that motherfucker and it was just like ah you know, the dog like, <laughs> but it, she the dog bit it two or three times to make sure i think but he loved it he thought it was amazing <laughs> but so what i was saying was though while this shit was going on in canada with this dude that there was also like it wasn't just that place that was doing this yeah yeah i also found out that uh there's a, a women's prison called kingston's prison right Okay. And the women at Kingston's prison were regularly dosed with LSD. They're also yeah. subjected to electroshock therapy as part of their psychiatric treatments. And experiments were conducted on inmates at the Oak Ridge section of what is now called the Waypoint Center for Mental Health Care in Penagashining. Penagashining? Ah, fucking. Penagashining, Ontario. And also, indigenous youth in residential schools were also unwitting participants in medical tests of vaccines and vitamin supplements. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I feel like I really want to look more into what Canada had going on. Because Canada, for my whole life, has been, like, the most peaceful, safest place yeah. on earth, they say. Yeah. But they were fucking... That dude got... That doctor got, like, 500 grand from the CIA in those 10 years that he was doing experiments. See, what's crazy... Like, that's what I'm saying, is people act like... You know, obviously, the whole anti-vax, you know ordeal mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy but like saying i'm never getting any vaccine i think it's kind of crazy because right. i grew up on a farm you always got your tetanus shots you know yeah. shit like that but when this covid vaccine came out and people were like oh you're crazy for not taking it yeah and even if you're the least bit skeptical of the government people are like you're crazy mm-hmm. you're fucking psychotic and then you look back this shit wasn't going on like 200 years ago. Right. Like, this was from the 50s all the way yeah. until what, 78? That was 80s? 70, 77 or 74. Uh, 75 was when the committee said it was all like, this is all fucked up. But um, and, let's see, I'm sorry. He, from, he did it from 1950 to 1965. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this shit wasn't. 200 years ago. It was right around the corner. The actual MKUltra program in its entirety was concluded in 1973. That was only 10 years before some like people my age were born. And that's what they say. Yeah. They could still be doing this shit. Yeah. This like, could all just be a trip and we wouldn't know it. Yeah. They might have gotten this. They might have fine-tuned it so good that we're just all like in some kind of drug. I mean, think about how weird this room looks, really. Like when you're sitting there, you know, like chairs are weird, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's like, that's just like saying that this episode is brought to you by mushrooms. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a whole different ride. But that's like saying that um, they say that, like, I don't know what percentage. I'm not going to just throw a bullshit number out there. Of course I am. They say like 80% of all the medical knowledge we have 
is comes from the Germans experimenting on the Jews in concentration camps yeah. and like anatomy and all that shit. They were just tearing the fuckers. People, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. They were just tearing the people apart though, and just in case. exposing them to all kinds of stuff just to see what would happen. But yeah, so just, and like that. Uh, he's a super fucked up doctor, I guess you could call him. Which one? And then in the Nazi, like I think it was Auschwitz. He was like the fucking brutal the one called, motherfucker like, or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember which which one. But there's a lot of them that like. Yeah. A lot of the experiments found out what caffeine does to the body, what methamphetamine yeah. does to the body, oh, cocaine, the like, all that shit. They had one called Forced March that they yeah. used to give them. That's, that's that was methamphetamine. Yeah. So, like, they found out all this shit. Granted, not in the best way, but how else? Like, right. if you look at it from a realist perspective and take the emotion out of it, how else are you going to find that shit out? Right. How are you going to find out how long someone can walk? On meth, yeah, you know, fucking like fucking blitzkrieg. That's how. How how else are you gonna find out someone can withstand seventy five times the recommended daily dosage of your fucking shock therapy? Yeah, you know, like it's fucked up, but it's crazy to look back and see what the human body can actually go through and still be okay until they're not. You know, the fucking well, so. It's just like um, when I was listening to Bobby Lee, he was on the Joe Rogan program. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. He was on that program, and he was, if he's heard him tell a story about his, his dad telling him, like, when he would go to bed, his dad would tell him stories about what the Japanese would do to him, how they yeah. dip him in the boil, <laughs> dip him in the boiling water. He's and like, every time they pick us up, a layer of skin comes off. Good night. Yeah, he's like, like, good night. But that's how I mean. He's like, holy fuck. Yeah, but see, like, like, one of the descriptions I found says it was a program designed and undertaken by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, but I don't think that's completely true. Because I think that Swiss dude, what's his name, Alan something? No, Alan was the Canadian, but that Swiss dude that discovered it, he, you know how he discovered the LSD, right? Did you hear about that? Probably. Albert Hoffman? Yeah. That he worked in the, the Sandoz Pharmaceuticals Lab in Switzerland. And he was testing an he was testing an ergot enzyme that he found in rye bread. Now we've heard about this before. Mm -hmm. Werewolves and all this fucking witches and bullshit. Yeah, the ergot makes people trip the fuck out. So, but he was testing it to try to find a cure for poor circulation. And that's that the CI. That's where that green guy. I can't remember his name, but the the guy, Mister Green. Yeah, that sounds ominous in itself. But Mister Green. Yeah, it does. He heard about that and started studying, and he told, that's when he started, like, trying to get people to listen to him, like, hey, I think we can use this for mind control. Mm -hmm. So, but that, that, that guy was testing it on himself, and the, the report, report, the report, the record I heard of that was that he said he dosed himself with it, and all of a sudden everything was, like, plasticky and kaleidoscopes and all these colors and just this, like, numbing, awesome sensation. And see... What was what's fucked up is there was this uh, this kid that was in Lackland Air Force Base. Yeah. Right. He was a he was an airman at Lack Lackland Air Force Base. He yeah, went. Yeah, I remember this. And he had a headache, and well, he had chronic headaches. So he went to the medical. They were like, "Yeah, we can we can try and figure figure you out, whatever." Well, there was a family that ended up going to the bar that night and 
they went to the bar. It was a heat wave. So they're just like, listen, we got to get out of the house, but let's just go up to the bar, have a few drinks. Kids can play in the parking lot. Wonderful parents. At midnight, well, the little girl went missing. And they're like, huh, well, this is weird. A couple hours later, they end up, you know, getting a call, whatever. They had found the little girl, and I think she was six, I believe. But she was dead in a ditch, and she had been, you know, assaulted and she everything. Was three. She was three. Yeah. Uh, but she was dead. She had been assaulted. All this, like, horrible shit. Yeah. And this guy was coming up out of the woods. Jimmy Shaver. Jimmy Shaver was yep. coming up out of the woods, naked and, you know, bloody and everything like that. And he he was taken to the police station instantly. Like, as soon as he got into the police station, the military personnel came up, picked him up, brought him to uh, Lackland. And then after they brought him to Lackland, they brought him back to the police station. Mm-hmm. And he had like he was slurring his words mm-hmm. and stuff like that and they were like well let's test him for alcohol you know he, they said they he did have some alcohol in his system but not enough to be like drunk or intoxicated yeah but he was all like glassy eyed and just fucked up and apparently his recollection of the story was that little girl was like in his tripped out mine was his cousin that sexually assaulted him and like you know beat him and stuff when he was a kid mm-hmm. and he was killing her now like it, it just didn't right. make any sense right and but he had never had like any type of a record no violent past no sexual past like nothing and then all of a sudden just went I feel like everything needs to be investigated further if someone has no record, they're like... No history of violence. They're, they're fucking straight, straight as an arrow. And then all of a sudden they go off the deep end and just start murking people or whatever. Like, yeah. That is so out of character for people that run like a solid course. Usually all these like shooters and killers and stuff like that, they have a shady past. Like they're in and out of prison, shit like that. Yeah. Well, he but, was... He was recently remarried with two children, even. Like, no history of violence, nothing. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, just off the deep end, we'll come to find out his psychiatrist was one of the lead, like, yeah. doctors in MK Ultra, And, like, a lot of those memories were placed there. Because he was even asked about it later, and he, uh, in a letter, that scientist... Fuck, I don't want to keep calling him that scientist. What? The psychiatrist. His psychiatrist? Yeah. Uh, I don't. I was trying to look, but he, uh, his, he was. He said he, that he he said he killed her, but she brought out repressed, repressed memories of his cousin Beth Rainbow. Yeah. That's who he said assaulted him. But he even said when they arrested him, "What's going on here?" Like when he walked out of the woods, that's the first thing he said. "What's going on here?" Didn't know how I, how he got there or anything. Didn't know where he was, and he didn't recognize his wife when she came to the jail either. And the. But I'm trying to find the, the but psychiatrist. That, that but. Psych- psychiatrist in a letter, uh, mm-hmm. like way after even MK Ultra was like brought before Congress and everything. The Dr. letter, Lou, sorry, Doctor Louis Joylin West. Yeah, Doctor West. Yeah. Like he had letters that came out after the trials and everything like that about his uh, writing his his buddy or whatever, like his correspondent, saying that 
they've been able to produce, like, erase real memories and replace them mm. with false memories and everything like that. But then during the Congress hearings and shit, they were like, yeah, it was basically just a huge waste of money. We didn't find out anything. You know, that's basically it. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, all right. But in his letters, he was like, yeah, man, we've been able to figure out how to fucking create memories and do all this crazy shit. That dude also, Shaver, said that he kept describing a blonde man with tattoos. Like, that was also, like, what he kept going back to for his memories for that night. Yeah. Which was probably whoever fucking dosed him in the bar. Probably. But what kind of parent, <clears throat> Ernie, is in... Well, I'm not saying Ernie's that kind of parent. What kind of parent <laughs> goes into a bar at midnight and leaves their fucking kids in the parking lot that's, to play? That's what I was saying. I mean, granted, this is the fucking... What a fucking... When, when did this happen? 60s? This murder? Yeah. Oh, man. 1954. 1954. In Fourth the 50s, July. kids were like... Well, yeah. Eh. They'll fucking live. Like, yeah. they weren't really... Nowadays, you know, you want to know where your kid's at. You keep that fucking... They have those little Apple Air Tags or whatever. Yeah. Stick them in their shoes and shit like that. Yeah. Like, parents are always on their kid's life, you know? Yeah. But, shit, even whenever I was growing up, like, 90s and early 2000s and stuff, I would just be gone for days. You know, I'd... Oh, Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh my god, my son, where is right. he? It was just you were in like, trouble when you got back. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if I told my mom, like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go over to my cousin's, and I'll be back, like, you know, a few days or whatever, she wasn't calling me every every hour, like, right. hey, where are you at? What are you doing? Are you right. still over there? Like, I said, oh, he's with his cousins, and then I'd yeah. just be gone for a week. Like, Yeah, we used to go camping, like, on horseback and shit or whatever. There was no phone, I mean. yeah. You know, it might have a smoke signal or something, but like, like if I got <laughs> to a little it, mirror, yeah. If we were out and about when I was a kid, if we, if I drove past the payphone somewhere, I might stop and call my mom, you know, or let her know where I was. But and I was just like, why are you calling me? Yeah, we'd be uh, gone for days. Where are you? And I'd be like, I don't know. We're out. All right, good. Four wheelers, trucks, whatever. And that's what I'm saying. That was that was now. And that was when you were right. growing up. Yeah, this late is 80s and 90s. 50s. Yeah, like they didn't give a fuck about kids. They're oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, we had this little shit. I guess go play with your sister out in the fucking parking lot. We're going to get some beers. Yeah, and it's sad to say that people are probably a lot better for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now we keep all the shitheads alive. So that was, that was kind of fucked up. I didn't mean that, but I kind of did. Anyways, so when they did the interview, that Dr. Doctor whatever, Dr. West with Schaefer, Shaver, they, the interview that they played like in the court and everywhere else for a testimony was cut into thirds, right? So the middle third hadn't been recorded. So it was just like the beginning with the questions, a long lull of nothing, and then when the, the next third of the interview played, he was crying. They, it picked up, and the Dr. West says, Shaver's crying. He's been confronted with all the facts repeatedly. Yeah. So they fucking, like, they probably dosed him in the middle and then started hammering him again with this stuff. And he and then at the end, he said, now you remember it all, don't you, Jimmy? And And Shaver just said, yes, sir. See, is that not crazy? Yeah. Like, and all these reports coming out about these people that, you know, LSD nowadays is like, okay, make sure you're in a nice, safe environment. You trust everyone you're around. Like, have a trip sitter, that kind of stuff, you know, or take it at a rave, something like that. Yeah. But back then, when they were giving them like a hundred times what you should take, they would scream and like, 
the nurses were dosing up these patients at the hospitals and they would like one of the ladies was screaming at the nurse like don't dose me like, yeah do not put that shit in me like yeah and they would tell them the last time they took the dose their skin was melting off and they could see the room melting around yeah. them into flames and shit like that yeah that is not a good fucking trip especially no if you're held down like yeah I can only imagine if someone holds you down and like forces, you know, even just the normal dose of LSD into you, but holds you down and forces that in, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Much less if you're dosed with like a hundred <laughs> times what you're supposed to get forcibly. Yeah, it's like an egg Holy beater in your ear. Holy fuck. So check this out too. That dude Shaver, when they, when, when West testified on the stand, he said he'd never gotten around to seeing whether Shaver had been treated, treated in that experimental program for his migraines. So the Lackland officials told me there was no record of him in their master index of patients. However, comma, when they went through the archives for all the patients, all the records for patients in 1954 had been maintained with one exception. <clears throat> bum, bum, bum. The file for last names beginning with S-A through S-T vanished. Mm. Mr. Shaber. God, dude. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Shit. It's not like curry chicken. You're fucking Ernie. Yeah. Killing us over here. <laughs> so, but anyways, he said that the, so obviously his name started with SH and it was, it was nowhere to be found in the Just conveniently. SA to ST was gone. That is wild. And yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, well, I guess shit happens. You know, it's, it's not like, Hold on, there might be more to this. I'm just like, yeah, I guess shit happens. But. So but, what else did you find out? Oh, that it had, one of the things that I mentioned early on was it had a bunch of names. Yeah. Like when it started, it was MK Naomi. I never could find out what the MK was for. Did you ever find that out? Like why it was called MK Naomi to start with or, you know, MK Ultra, whatever. Mind Control. With a K? Yeah like a fucking rap group <laughs> yeah um but i never anyways i never found out what it was called but it started off as uh mk naomi and that was when the cia first picked it up fun fact naomi spelled backwards as i'm own okay but yeah continue sure <laughs> <laughs> uh and now it started in fort dietrich maryland with a, a guy named roscoe hillencotter that's the guy you can trust right there. Yeah, yeah. Old Roscoe. Old Roscoe. Roscoe P. Roscoe LSD train. train. So, and then it was named Project Bluebird by him because he, he named it that because he said he wanted to figure out how to make subjects sing like a bird. Right. So now we got Project Bluebird and then they got a new director of the CIA, General Walter Bedell. Mm -hmm. Sounds, mm -hmm. sounds suspicious. Suspicious. And he made his deputy director a former spy named Alan Dulles. So you put, well, they used to refer to them as spooks back then, but, you know, I don't think you can call them that now. Yeah. Spies. So he was in charge of Project Bluebird, and he was obsessed with Young, which that guy, you know, Jungian psychiatry. That guy was a kind of nutcase on his own, but, but anyhow. And then they started to branch out. But, I mean, I never... I never knew it was so prolific. Yeah. That they had they had a base in uh, a camp. It was called Camp King in Germany. That was full of like fucking Nazi prisoners and 
probably American dirtbag soldiers and stuff. Yeah. So they just like they pretty much cropped us at that place with LSD yeah. and did all kinds of wild shit to them. They didn't give a fuck, and they administered it through like it wasn't just injections or drinking or stuff like that. Like they would do it through air, like yeah. aerosol, yeah. fucking cans and shit like that. Yeah. They would do it through injections. They would do it through Kool-Aids. Like one of the people was talking about, they just throw it in the Kool-Aid. Yeah, drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, and they just fucking yeah down the hatch. And that was that that was in uh, Uber Oberrussel, Germany, which means over something. I don't know over over Russell. Overdosing. Yeah. And then, and then that's when they got the 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 fucking the guy with no morals, qualms, or anything like that, Doctor Sidney Gottlieb. He didn't give a fuck. No, that's a that's a very like suspicious name too, Mister Gottlieb. And what I was finding in like my research, there is so many like John Smith, yeah, David Smith, like yeah. I swear every Smith works for the fucking CIA, yeah. like or just false names or whatever. Yeah. Because when they were reading like the dossiers and all that shit, it was like John Smith, damn it, blah 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 blah. Talked to David Smith. Yeah. Talked to John Smith. Who talked to which, Adam Smith? Like, which curiously would fall into that range from SA to ST if you just named mm. them all Smith. Might be easy enough to cover it up. Maybe that became like the inside joke after Maybe. the Airman guy. But that when 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 Dr. Gottlieb joined, they changed it to Operation Arctic Choke. Yeah, I never found out why either. But then they opened a new location in Panama. So this shit was everywhere, bro. They just it was, and they weren't making any headway. I, 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 when I was listening to this thing, they weren't making any headway yet with Gottlieb. He was just like he had like a god complex, which I think God in German's got anyways. Mm. I think it means. Gottlieb would mean like Godlive or something, but Godly. Yeah. So, so, did you hear about that project Midnight uh, Midnight Love or some shit? That project Midnight. Fuck. What was it called? But essentially, it was all their stash houses. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Fuck. MK, uh, keep going. I'm trying to find what, what you're, which one you're talking about. But they had these stash houses literally everywhere throughout the U.S. They had them in New York. They had them in fucking Seattle. They had them in San Francisco. They had them in Panama. They had them literally, like, peppered across the U.S. And it was all these, quote-unquote, stash houses where they just run fucking rampant with experiments. And when you have it this spread out, right... There's no way it just ends. Like, no, oh yeah, no fucking way. We all collectively now, if we all believe that MK Ultra was a small ordeal, maybe one or two people running it, you know, a brothel that they're using, right. something like that. Then sure, yeah, that can be shut down overnight, Ernie. But if you have shit literally all over the world running experiments like this right you're not shutting that down for years because for one these scientists on like oh man we're almost there we're almost there. oh we, yeah we almost got it you know they got that that hunger for we almost blank you know we almost 
created this super soldier, whatever the fuck it is, they're not just going to stop. If you're like, hey, we got to shut it down now, guys. He's going to take that motherfucker to his basement, get up all of his supplies, you know. Yeah. This shit probably still going. Still going today. Well, they, I mean, I think so, too. You know, you think about, like, I don't know. I don't have a good example, I guess. But it's just like uh, it's just like anything, like, with viruses. You know, like, when, when, it was, when it was perfectly fine to do that, we'll say, in the 50s or whatever, that they... You know, they could openly say, we're experimenting with viruses. And then there, then some committee was like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. That's yeah. that's fucked up. They're just like, well, we'll just move it to China. Yeah. Ernie. So, Thanks, brother. <laughs> we'll just move it somewhere else, but yeah. and we'll call it something else. And we'll just keep doing it. It's just like they named that program with the Canadian guy. You know, like human ecology. It's like they could call it... The study for the betterment of mankind. And they're just, Which, like, stabbing people with forks and, like, shoot shark piss up their nose or whatever. That's probably why it changed so many names. Like, they probably got really close to finding out what was going on. And they're like, oh, no, no, we shut down that project. You know, we shut down Project Bluebird. And then it opens up as something else. Under the right, guise right. of whatever the fuck. Because they're on that cutting edge, dude. They're, like, right there. They don't want to give it up. And... One of the uh, psychologists in this whole debacle, I think it was it Alan or whatever the fuck, he created like the hippie movement, like the biggest hippie movement because he had like all these interns and shit. He's like, hey, grow your hair long, dress like a hippie, show up here. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, he's like, show up to this fucking place and just start asking people to come join the cause, yeah. you know? And Putting he's like... bullshit out there. Like, okay, man, like, That's sure, why job. not? Right. And when they were interviewed later, he's like, I don't know why they fucking threw us out there. Like, yeah, they were essentially just puppets. They were fucking people from New York or something who looked like hippies and were told to act like hippies, and they were just given all this LSD. And... What they didn't know is the people that they were bringing in who were like, oh, fuck yeah, I can join this commune with all these people. They are yeah. getting taken into the basement, you know? Right. And dosed up just to see how people would react to it. And, like, it's crazy. Well, so, I, and I, I, I heard that the, the Gottlieb guy, he was big into hypnotism, too. And mm-hmm. along the lines of what you're saying, that one of the things that he studied hypnotism for, he was just an evil motherfucker, first of all, but one of the things he studied hypnotism for was to try to make women, like, uh, what's the word, lose their inhibitions with him. And they said that he would, like, he would he would try it on even the girls that worked in the office, like, that he would try to hypnotize them into, like, doing stuff he said. I mean, I didn't find out what stuff, you know, like, yeah. that he would, that it was like a vague statement, like, he would also try to hypnotize the girls' secretaries and stuff in the office into, like, just doing things he wanted them to do. Which, you know, it started off as, like, pick that up, probably, and then ended up, like, sit on this, so. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I, I found something out, though. Well, just, and in the 50s, it was like, man, see? Pick that up, see? Yeah, sit on the stick. So. Sit on the stick, see? So, the project, uh, alright, so the MK indicates that it was sponsored by the technical services staff, right? Okay. And the word ultra, which formerly designated the most secret classification of World War II intelligence. Hmm. The technical services staff, Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> is the component of the CIA responsible for supporting the clandestine operations with gadgets, disguises, forgeries, secret writings, and weapons. So the MK is saying that this Office of Technical Services, which is OTS, which is probably kind of like OSI in the Air Force, the Office of Special Investigation, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the super secret squirrel branch of the military yeah. kind of thing. So this technical service division, that's what the MK means, that they were supporting it. So there you go, it goes another layer deeper right there. Yeah. The motherfuckers that were, it's basically like the James Bond guys yeah. of the CIA, the ones that come up with all the cars and missiles and the headlines. John Smith and Adam Smith and shit like that. Right. Yeah. So that's where MK comes from. It means it was supported by the technical services staff, which okay. were the ones that were like, they were probably the ones that were like, we can make this into a aerosol, you can shoot from a gun across the room and like, dose somebody. Yeah. You know, yeah, and Ultra was the highest secret classification of World War Two. Which, what's crazy is at these brothel, brothels, uh, Project Midnight or whatever it was. I'll try to find that. Go ahead. Um, these these hookers, these call girls, whatever you want to call them, right? Yeah, they were in on this shit. Like fully well knew what was going on and everything. Like briefed by these CIA agents and everything on what they're supposed to do, what they're going to do to the John, and they're just like, dope, dude, you got my cash? Yeah. Like, they did not give a fuck it what happened. Operation Midnight Climax. Midnight Climax, yes. that's what it was. So, they would bring these Johns in, sit them down, get them all hot and heavy, and, you know, instead of both of them being dosed, because obviously you don't want your... Your call girl, your hooker, your fucking night worker, to get dosed as well, yeah. because then maybe she won't come back. She starts seeing her fucking skin melt off. She's right. Gonna oh, be yeah. like, yeah, fuck that. So you got this this lady of the night, you know, going. They said they would do like bathroom breaks and shit to be like sealed off away from the dose, and they would either spray it into the room, like through the air conditioning vents, or uh. Real quick, while you're doing Alrighty. that, they had uh, they had their own safe house. They even get, they even have the address for it. Yeah, it was in San Francisco. But check this out. One one real quick thing. It was in 1954. It was an, it was established by the Sidney Gottlieb guy, doctor, and placed under direction of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics in Boston. Hmm. The Federal Bureau of Narcotics, like the fucking basically like the FBI is running this shit. So they're all in it, all fucking in it, fingers deep. But go ahead. But, see, more into Midnight Climax, it turns out they have a bunch of stash houses. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, one or two or three. They have them in New York and all this other crazy shit. But, so they would go off into the bathroom. They'd be like, oh, I got to go use the bathroom, you know, freshen up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that John sitting there like, hell yeah, I'm going to give me some. And then they would either spray it into the room through, like, the air conditioning vents or the... You know, call girl would come back and be like, here, you know, let's have a glass of champagne or whatever. But usually they would just go into the bathroom. And then the rest would take its place. 30 minutes later, this dude's fucking laid out tripping balls, right? And then they had like uh, the two way mirrors or whatever. And there would just be a guy sitting behind it just taking notes. Yep. So. I read, too, that some of it was the prostitutes were instructed in the use of post-coital questioning. So 
I guess a lot of them they like got to they, these guys like got laid and then it happened to them. Mm. Which is which is you know I'm not saying that's better or worse. I'm just saying that like I don't know what I'm saying. That that that's kind of crazy that they were so that that makes it like a little bit dirtier. You know, it'd be one thing if they got lured back and then they dosed them before they had sex with a prostitute. But that's basically like government funded prostitution. So if they're having sex, how weird would it be? I've never had a prostitute. Right. Right. But how weird would it be yeah. if you hired a prostitute and then she said, oh, that's great. I'm glad that you want my services. Let's go back to this hotel room that I have mm-hmm. and we can go in there and fuck. Oh. And don't worry, I've already got champagne poured in glasses out there. Yeah. Like. That's how you get Batmans like that. Yeah. But how weird would that be? I feel like. If I were to hire a call girl, and she would be like, "Hey, I've got this hotel room. Walk with me." Yeah, I'd be like, "Fuck that!" But I think I think that a lot of them do that for safety concerns because that way their pimp knows where they are, or their bodyguard, or their man. You know, like they have their oh, you man. Think they could pass it off pretty easy. Like, I, I don't know because I've never been in the prostitution business ring or services either. I'm just saying that, like, in my mind, you. If, if I'm just gonna put it like this, if I were a prostitute of some kind. I wouldn't want to just go with you to your house because I'll end up a fucking in a bag under your bed or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's I don't know for a fact, but I'm saying I think that's if I if I think about it hard enough, it's probably generally accepted that you're gonna go where she wants to go unless she's just getting in the car with you. Okay. Like if I was a pimp and I had a stable of hoes, I would I'd I'd want to know where they were so that some guy couldn't like <laughs> rob them or. You yeah, know, but yeah. but I, I had a buddy. I think I told you that told me about getting Batman, and he used to call it getting Batman because he he got an escort, went back to his hotel room with her. No, went back to like exactly what you're saying, a hotel room with her. And he said when he walked in, there was a guy in there dressed like Batman that beat the shit out of him and took his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually had a buddy of mine. That's how you get Batman. That's how he talked. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine in the Navy, who got kidnapped yeah by trying to hire an escort <laughs> so it's a crazy fucking story oh, it has to be so this guy he's already like a conspiracy fucking nut dude right. like to the max you start talking to him and it just starts rolling but so uh he was in some asian country i don't remember which part it was yeah i think it might have been the philippines or something but anyways him and a buddy of his ended up getting some some girls at the bar, mm-hmm. taking them up to their room, whatever. They're having fun. He said that she got a phone call, so she stepped out and took the phone call, started talking and everything. And then a little bit later, there's like three guys that busted into the door, like of the hotel room and everything. Took them by gunpoint, and then took them down to the lobby. Everything. They went out, got in a car, and they took them like down these dirt roads and everything out to the shack in the middle of nowhere and then they threw like this powder on them mm-hmm. and he thinks that it was have you heard of like the devil's plant yeah. or whatever yeah yeah i've heard of this they devil's take breath. they'll like walk you to an atm and you'll fucking yeah. empty it out for them so he said he was cuz he had like a top secret clearance and all this other shit so eventually 
like he said he didn't remember for like eight hours, ten hours. He kind of like woke up, and it was, the sun was coming out, and he had to be on the boat for watch. But they were tied up, and it sounds like a fucking, you know, diehard movie. But mm-hmm. he, him, and his buddy finally like were able to escape and get out of there, mm-hmm. and then. Like, their clothes were all ripped up. They were fucking delirious, shit like that. He said the NCIS pulled them. Like, he got to the security checkpoint for the boat. And they are like, where the fuck? Like, I guess they had sent out a search party and stuff because they weren't supposed to do, like, be out that late or whatever the fuck. Right. But anyways, long story short, NCIS were investigating it, trying to find these people, all this other shit. Crazy time, but I should invite him on the podcast. I just thought about that. Yeah. Because he is a fucking nut job. But, uh. Yeah, it's called, um. It's called scopolamine. Scopolamine. The devil's breath? Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually like. It's supposed to be used for childbirth and pain relief. They mixed it with morphine and shit like that, but it gives you, like. It says it can cause sleeplessness, blurred vision, dilated pupils, and dry mouth. So, wow. Apparently, like, they bring people to, like, like you said, ATMs, and they'll just fucking empty their yeah. bank account and just... It's a, it, it, it brings you to a, a syner, synergistic state called twilight sleep. Yeah. And that's where you're just, like... It's basically, like, sounds to me like it's, like, when you black out. You know, like, you're just yeah. kind of on cruise control. There was a story of this guy that, like, he had a apartment or whatever, and, you know, he came back to his apartment the next morning and was like what the fuck looking around and his entire house was just empty and he went downstairs and it was one of those like buzzing type you know apartments and he talked to the guy at the desk and he's like where the fuck is all my shit he's like oh no you you moved it like out with another gentleman but like you were giving him you know moving all your shit out with him so apparently he was helping him move the furniture and everything like his own furniture Dude, this stuff, when they first started using it, this the Devil's Breath stuff, yeah. I don't think, I mean, I know we're close, but they, it, so when they gave it to the women, when they were testing it for, for birth, they were in a darkened room, and the birth attendants wore uniforms designed to minimize noise, or they were sometimes blindfolded, had their ears plugged with oil-soaked cotton, and were tied to padded beds with leather straps. Jesus Christ. You, dude, all this mind control shit is fucking weird, like... Like, like, just to find out what happens, they're like, oh, you're going to have this magical moment where you give birth to your child? Wrong. We're going to blindfold you, stick oily cotton in your ears, and strap you to this gurney in the dark. Like, so hang the on, fuck? see? This is going to get weird. So, But we're, uh, I guess we're up on an hour. Yeah, you got, uh, you got any? Yeah, don't, don't, just pay attention to what's going on around you, I guess, because apparently there's a lot of shit still going on out there in my control. Uh. Oh! One thing I wanted to add was I think mind control is still around in a form that, like, like how the, like, I don't want to say Al-Qaeda or whatever, but, like, how the extremists can radicalize people just through the internet. Yeah. Like, just through Facebook and fucking, like, it's those, it's, it's those confirmation biases yeah. and echo chambers, dude. It's it's a dangerous fucking place. That's why I always speak out against it. I, I, I wanted to get more into, like, some of the hypnotism aspect of it. We may have to revisit this. Yeah. So... All right, well, that's going to be it from us here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast Studio. Uh, remember, if you're going to get greasy, go knuckles deep. That's right.
Holy shit, what is that? What the fuck? Get ready for fucking ear cancer. Here it comes. Thank uh you. -huh.